Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktena, and today we'll be discussing what is possible practically and energetically to support and aid Ukrainians and the country of Ukraine itself. Western spirituality is much like Western culture, focused on the individual as a unit or widget, as a thing independent of external factors and needing to focus on the self. While some Western spiritual practices value and engage in group work such as Wicca, witchcraft, and paganism, the perspective is of individuals coming together for specific tasks and events rather than communities forming to live, thrive, and unfold together. The general public's understanding of spiritual and energy work is therefore informed and formed by this lens. We see community as enhancing our personal spirituality and work, not us using our lives and work to enhance the community, however we define our community. Often, spirituality is seen as a means for our own personal enlightenment and unfolding, as well as a means to teach, enhance, or enlighten other individuals. And this isn't wrong or bad, it's just a bit narrow-focused. There's also a large emphasis on healing and healing modalities above other spiritual practices at the moment, which is a response to the times we're living in and the ever-increasing expressed needs of those who have been historically marginalized. Women, people of color, LGBTQ, those with disabilities, and so on. Energy work in all its forms is a primary example of this being used for healing in a variety of aspects from the needs of individuals to retrieving and expressing wisdom from sources beyond the veil and to resolving harms to land or ruptures in the planetary energy grid. What's important to remember at times like these, when people are looking for solutions to painful personal and or systemic problems, is there's no universally true or best ways to work with energy in any given situation just the way or ways we've been taught or come to understand the work based on our culture, access to information and training, and personal experiences. Better to provide what help and remedy you can, rather than wait for the perfect solution only to find the problem is no longer solvable. The Western culture perspective, which sees everyone as a distinct and disconnected individual, is only one way to experience life. There are cultures which don't see human beings exclusively as individual units, which are a means to produce something, or as products to be used. For example, the hundreds upon hundreds of indigenous cultures existing today experience the world from a very different viewpoint. Each individual person within a tribe, clan, or community is themselves, but their definition consists of both and. They are themselves, but they're also a member of a living thing, a community, which has its own suchness, its own breath of life. This life is situated in relationship and interconnection with geography, flora and fauna, and within time interconnection with the ancestors and future generations. Each of these connections is interwoven within each person, and their daily lives build, maintain, and further the connection and their community. Indigenous people, in general, don't see energy or energy work as a tool or as single-focused on practices such as healing or enlightenment. They spend their lives in relationship to energy, 
allowing it to flow through them in everything they are and do. This includes healing work when it's needed, enlightenment in harmony with their experiences, growth and maturing, and exploration of what is possible for them, their family, and the community as a whole. In the West, this concept was expressed by Carol Hennish, who said, the personal is political. This means even though we may live in a culture which tries to ignore and subvert our awareness of our connections, we're each part of an interconnected whole. What each of us does and is, intentionally or otherwise, is what creates and maintains the bigger picture. We are the world we're living in, and we have the ability to support and or change it. It can feel as if we don't, while at the same time it can feel as if we have an overwhelming number of options and it's impossible to choose between them. This is many people's experience of the war in Ukraine at the moment. As I'm recording this, the Russian army has pulled back to the Donbas region of Ukraine and is attempting to conquer there as a means of claiming victory and burning through Ukraine's remaining resources. Many of my clients and personal community struggle with wanting to help and not knowing what they can or should do in a world where we have all the options and no clear path as to what is best. The first thing I remind myself and others is we're each required to be good stewards of our own divinity. This means, like the airlines all tell us, in case of sudden cabin depressurization, the mask will drop down in front of us and we need to put our own mask on first before helping others. We aren't any good to anyone if we harm ourselves. This just adds to the problem. We need to be strong for ourselves and those we love in order to be strong for and helpful to those who need. With this firmly in mind, there are things each of us can choose to do to help. Yes, those who are able, willing, and have the skills may choose to go and fight. This isn't an option for most of us, but it's worth mentioning as the international arm of the Ukrainian army moves towards the Donbas and helping those who have been blockaded. For the rest of us, there are physical, practical things which can be done if we're able and so choose. One is to donate to or volunteer with World Central Kitchen. I'll leave a link to them in the podcast description. But in general, you can go to https colon slash slash wck.org and look for the section on Ukraine. Two, you can donate to Airbnb's efforts to house Ukrainians. Again, the link will be in the description, but it's www.airbnb.org slash help dash Ukraine, UK. R-A-I-N-E. Through that link, you can not only support Ukrainians, but you can also offer to host a family. Three, you can reach out to your local community college or university. There are Ukrainian students everywhere, and they have not only lost their homes, possibly family and friends, but also their funding, so their current situation, as well as their future, is in jeopardy. The school should have information on who's in need and how you can support them through this. Four, you can reach out to your local Ukrainian community. Each large-ish metro will have a Ukrainian cultural association of some kind, which is asking for help. Also, most cities will already have organizations in place which are easily Googleable, so you can donate locally or even volunteer. Beyond the practical... How can we use Akasha and energy work to help? First, 
We need to remember how to include energy work, ceremony, and our active life force into our daily lives rather than seeing them as tools to accomplish tasks. In Native American tribes and Canadian First Nations, energy work is done while crafting items to bless them as they go on their way to new homes, while cooking meals, making beds, when working a nine-to-five job, to invest beingness into regalia, and to support elders who are crossing over just to point out a few examples. It's done somewhat like washing your hands before working with food, not with some special intention or additional effort, but as an integral and mundane part of the process. It can help to think of this as simple and brief mindfulness or gratitude practices. Before starting each thing you do in the day, take one breath or two in order to center yourself and be mindful of what it is you're doing and why, or be grateful for your ability to be in the experience of this moment. Literally take one breath, let it out, then go on to do the thing. This adds your life force to the action, braiding you more fully into the moment and letting the effects flow out into the world as well as back into you. Once you've begun to reawaken this level of energy work, you can expand the practice outwards. I liken this type of energy work to playing with a symphony or joining a choir. You aren't and shouldn't try to be one individual shouting into the void. Instead, the idea is to connect with all the other voices who are sending energy out to help heal, change, and transform things. Adding your voice in harmony with others reduces contradictions, friction, and turbulence within the positive healing energy grid, while also reducing fears, anxieties, and negativity in general. In the case of Ukraine, there are millions of people around the world who are sending love, support, and positive energy not only to Ukrainians, but to Ukraine itself. This is amazingly helpful, because the war there is like a stab wound. It's an injury which is continuing to damage and needs to be healed from the inside out. With our personal positive energy, each of us can become part of the healing process, one of the cells which is repairing this precious being and supporting it in coming back to its whole and healthy self. For those who already have skills and abilities with energy work, joining this chorus can be done by reaching out to hear, feel, or see the energy of this healing symphony and adding yours to it. The more there is, the more exponential good which flows to Ukraine. For those who don't or don't yet do energy work, you can join as well. Using an image in your mind, a printed map of Ukraine, or even a symbol for the Ukrainian people, Allow yourself to feel the healing, support, love, and care you have for them and this situation. Allow these feelings to flow from you to them through the image or symbol. If you feel heartful, warm, and positive, then you know this is working. Using a physical item as a target for this work has the added benefit of becoming imbued with the energy you've created and so it continues to radiate out your portion of the energy song even after you've stopped singing for the moment or the day. Continue to do this practice as often as you feel you need or want to and as it feels positive to you. You can keep it at a steady pace, like a heartbeat, from day to day, or you can choose to allow it to build and crescendo daily, just not before bed or you won't be able to sleep which causes a natural rhythm which adds another level of healing to the process. 
There's no need to reach into the pain, sorrow, or fear of the situation. These energies are already being released and dispersed naturally by those involved and those on the ground. Connecting to them directly from a distance can be injurious to you as an individual or create a disharmony which prevents you from joining the chorus. Each of us has the ability to expand our suchness, our life force and akasha, out into the world to help things repair, heal, grow, and become in ways which are positive for not only us, but all that is. We don't have to be superheroes, unplug from the system, or sacrifice who we are in order to make a difference. We are each a piece of divinity, and our beingness is powerful just as it is. Connect and let your heart be heard. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can see all my other offerings and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Terry Uctana. Thanks. Bye.